We're all just a nobody trying to tell everybody about someone that changed our soul. That is what we are going to be talking about today, is how we are a nobody, but we have a message to tell everyone about Jesus and about how he changed our life. I'm excited that you're here and that you have the opportunity to hear about this idea of going. And we're in the middle, middle, kind of ending the Red Letter Challenge, and I hope that it's been life-changing for you. I hope that your way that you read Scripture, the way that you apply Scripture, the way that you say, hey, I'm going to change my world, has forever changed by the last 34 days. And I hope that these last few days will be a opportunity for you to spur yourself on to live this now, live this out, not just this week, but for the rest of your life. And I know that Carrie encouraged you uh, to download the, this uh, version Bible app. I would love for you for this n- next year to say, I'm going to read the word of God every single day through the New Testament and put those words into action. Because we need to be a church that is all about action, not just about sitting and saying, hey, how can I get an hour of Jesus once a week? But how can we use our entire 168 hours in a week to love Jesus and to impact our world? And so this morning, I want us to think through this idea. Have you ever had something that impacted your life that you felt you had to tell others about it? What's impacted your life that you had to tell others about it? Well, for me, I uh, often go down to my in-law's house in Pennsylvania, and on the way home, I have to go over the George Washington Bridge. And if you ever go over the George Washington Bridge, there is always traffic. Even I try to go late at night, and there's always traffic. There was this one time, like six years ago, I was driving uh, towards it, and I heard on the radio that there was a couple hour backup. And I'm like, okay, I gotta figure out a new, r- new route. So I went all the way up to Tappan Zee Bridge and came around. It took me like 45 extra minutes. As, um, for me, a type A person, I was like, there has to be a better way. So I looked on some maps, and I said, you know what? Next time, I have the way that I'm gonna go. So the next time I came up to the George Washington Bridge, about five miles away, I got off. I went some back roads, sketchy roads, and I'm going, oh, hey, this better work. And I drove right onto the lower deck, right to the booth, the toll booth, and I was like, I have figured it out. For six years now, I have the way that saves you hours. Now, don't come talk to me after. That's the only thing you heard from this sermon is how to get around the George Washington Bridge. <laughs> but whenever I hear someone who says, hey, I'm going over the George Washington Bridge, I say, go this route. Because for me, it changed how I drive the George Washington Bridge. But what's really sad is this, is that for me, why do I shy away from telling people about Jesus? Why am I not as passionate about telling others about how Jesus has changed my life than I am telling someone, hey, when you go over the George Washington Bridge, here's a little shortcut that can save you a little time. See, we shy away from sharing Jesus all the time. Maybe it's because you say, I I just don't know what to say. I I, I haven't been following Jesus long enough. I just don't know what to say. Or maybe you're one of those that you say, my my actions don't kind of represent what I'm all about, and I don't want to be called a hypocrite. Or maybe it's, I don't want to offend someone. I don't want to push my faith on someone else. Or maybe it's, 
you just saying, I don't know or want people to think of me differently. What's your reason? What's your reason today that you shy away from telling the good news of Jesus? I remember growing up, I grew up at a church down Stanford, and there was one woman there that um, I think she brought half the church because she was always out there talking about Jesus. Her name was Beverly, and for me, every time I think of her, I think of someone who brought hundreds of people to Jesus because every time she had a chance, she would tell the message of Jesus. And for me, I want to be a little bit like Beverly. I want to be someone who, whenever I get a chance, I am sharing Jesus with them. You know, for you and I, we see the very life of Jesus, what he was all about. He was one that lived and taught what it means to go. And that's what we're looking at this morning is what does it mean to go? And when we think about going, it's about us bringing the good news of what Jesus has done in our life to the, to the world. How Jesus has changed us and given us a story, a message to bring to the world, to Fairfield County, to everyone that we interact with. Not to shy away when someone asks us about our faith, but us, for us to be engaged, to be excited about the opportunity to bring Jesus to them. This morning, we're going to look at four things that are required to us going. And these ideas are, are kind of built on each other to where when we live out all four of these, this week then we will have the opportunity to introduce someone to Jesus. So Matthew 4.19 says this, come and follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. Going requires following Jesus. It's simple. When Jesus started his ministry, he did not just say to the disciples, you know what, I'm sending you out. For three years, the disciples followed Jesus, saw everything that he did, and during that time, he even sent them out. And they would learn a little, and then they would come back, and he would say, okay, here's how you can do this a little better. How do you go out and minister to people? But it starts with us following Jesus. And you say, what does it mean to follow Jesus? You've been doing it for the last 33 days. You've been learning what it means to, to be, to be in his presence, to be all about him, about forgiving, about serving, about giving. That, when we apply those things, when we live those out, that is us following Jesus. It's spending time with him each and every day falling more and more in love with him. So if you want to be someone to say, hey, I'm following Jesus, it's about you really just saying, you know what? The only thing that I love is Jesus. He's my number one. And each and every day, I'm going to strive to be more and more like him. I guarantee if you have gone through these last 33 days and you have applied just a couple of the ideas in them, you are more like Jesus. You're impacting your world, and all I'm saying this morning is follow that, don't let that die when this comes to an end. Be reading the word and applying it, becoming more and more like him. Matthew 22, 22, 37 says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. 
You know, for us, a lot of times, though, we fall short of that. And when we fall short, when we miss a day of our reading, or we, we do something that we know, you know what, that's, I've been working on that, why do I keep doing that? Instead of getting discouraged and saying, you know what, I just give up, I'm just gonna live one hour a week, I'll come to church and that's it. What we need to do is we need to go back in and go, I'm gonna go a little deeper. I'm gonna pick myself up and I'm gonna try a little harder to live more like Jesus. I love the disciples' example to us. They never got it right. But you know what? Each and every day they picked themselves up and they tried a little more until it was the end of the life and they saw Jesus. Every day they were striving to be a little more like Jesus. We can do that. So this week, make it a daily discipline to follow Jesus. Pick up the red letter words and apply them. Next week, apply those words. Read through the New Testament this year. Apply what Jesus calls you to and live it out. That's what it means to follow Jesus. And we can't do that on our own. We talk about being in a community all the time here, not because we're just about community groups, but we know, I know myself, I cannot live my faith by myself. If you are not in community here, there's no way that you're gonna fall more in love with Jesus each and every day by yourself. You have to be in community. And so I hope that you're encouraged to say, I wanna live more like Jesus, and when I do, I'm gonna do it in community with others around me. Number two, going requires this, Exodus 4.10. But Moses pleaded with the Lord, Lord, I'm not very good with words. I've never been, and I'm not now, even though you have spoken to me. I get tongue-tied, and my words get tangled. Going requires overcoming your fears. Every one of us has fears when it comes to us sharing our faith. For Moses, he had fears to even get in front of someone, and God's calling him to go in front of the Pharaoh and to lead an entire country into freedom. I love the words, he pleads with the Lord. He pleads and says, I am not good at this. How many times have we pleaded and said, Lord, I know you're calling me to share the gospel right now, but I'm just not ready. I'm not equipped. My actions don't match up with my words. You've pleaded with him. Here are the Lord's words back to Moses. Then the Lord asked Moses, who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether people speak or do not speak, hear or do not hear, see or do not see? Is it not I the Lord. Is it not I, the Lord? See, the Lord is saying to Moses, I know you. Moses, you have to trust me. You have to trust my plan. I am going to use you. Even in your weakness, even where you fear, I will be there with you. What's something that you fear this morning when it comes to sharing your faith? Is it you not knowing enough about Jesus or you don't want to offend somebody? What is it that makes you fearful when it comes to you sharing your faith? You know, for you and I, we have to learn to overcome that. And what I've learned in my life is that when I have a fear, 
I have to do something each and every day to start to overcome that fear. For me, I am afraid of heights, okay? I'm definitely afraid of heights. If I've ever, I've been at the Stanford Mall, when I stand at the glass looking over like two, I start getting queasy, okay? A couple years ago, I had to paint my house, okay? Now, it was a couple sides, they were like 30 feet in the air. I did not have enough money to pay someone, so I had to do it. So I learned over a summer how to conquer my fear of heights. Each and every day, get on the ladder, take another step up, go a little bit higher, hold on a little bit tighter, shake a little more, but I finally painted my whole house. For you, what is that fear and how are you gonna overcome it each and every day a little more? My challenge for you is this. Write out your story this week and start practicing it. Start knowing. When someone says, what's different about you, you know how to respond. You just don't stand there and go, I have no answer. Instead, you're able to engage that question. When someone says to you, hey, how do I give my life to Jesus? You know the answer. See, for you and I to overcome that fear of sharing our faith, we have to know some basic answers. You have to know your story. You're gonna hear, as you're reading this week, the idea to write out your story and then to share it. I challenge you to write your story out. Do the hard work of writing that out and knowing it so that the next time someone asks you to share it, you're ready to share that story. The third thing about going. So Jesus in his ministry, he starts in Matthew 4. He says, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And then he ends his ministry and all four gospels record the same idea about this idea of going. And then in Acts 1.8, it says this. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. It says you will receive power. Going requires the Holy Spirit to be your power. Church, realize you will never convince someone to follow Jesus. It's only the Holy Spirit. You do not have the power to change someone's soul. Only the Holy Spirit has that power, and we have to learn to rely on that. I know when I think about this idea, it actually encourages me that all I have to do is I have to be faithful to share my story, share the message, but you know what? The Holy Spirit does the rest. I've heard many people say, I have shared the gospel and I did it, I did it terribly. I messed up, I butchered it, I said this or that. It, I can't believe the words that came out of my mouth, my mouth. But you know what? The person responded. They gave their life to Jesus, they're walking with Jesus. That's amazing because it's not them. It's the power of the Holy Spirit working through them. I challenge us to be a church that just doesn't say, you know what, I'm gonna share my story and it's gonna be in my own strength. Instead, let's be a church that says, you know what, Holy Spirit, work in my life. You be the power in my story. And as we share that, God does something through us. Jesus never invites us into a relationship where we will fully understand him. 
Instead, he invites us into a relationship where we completely trust him. We're never going to fully understand Jesus. We're never going to fully understand the power of his love and how he has transformed us. Instead, we have to just fully trust him and his message and his love and how that has changed us. So this week, in our reliance on the Holy Spirit, when he pushes you to share and to speak up when you're at across from someone as you, you're, they're asking you about your relationship with Jesus, speak up. That's the Holy Spirit pushing you. As those words come out of your mouth, realize they're not your words, but they're Jesus' words speaking in and through you. And realize that he will give you the grace and the peace to bring that message that's not a message of condemnation, but instead it's a message of grace and love that the world needs to hear. You know, years ago, Steve mentioned that we should be a church that is praying for people. And I always remember this, and it's something that I practice uh, throughout my day, is that I pray for people who don't know Jesus. And his challenge was for us at two o'clock to pray for two people for two minutes. If you're not in that area that you're praying for people to know Jesus in your own life, I challenge you to adopt this idea. Set an alarm, set a reminder on your phone that every day that you will be praying for at least two people that God will give you the words, the message to share with them so that they can come to know Jesus. Who are those two people right now? Who is God saying, hey, this week I want you to be praying for them that they can know me as their savior? Because we need to be in prayer. We need to be a church that doesn't just know our story, but that we're praying for the people in our lives that they will put their faith and trust in Jesus. Lastly, going requires, and we, go, we look back, and it requires this. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses. Going requires being a witness for Jesus. A witness is this. A witness testifies to what is seen or heard and verifies that it is true. Let me say that again. A witness testifies to what is seen or heard and verifies what is true. Church, we are witnesses. We are witnesses of what Jesus has done in our life. How we are new, how we are changed forever because Jesus died on a cross. He saved me. I am made new. I am a witness of that truth and I need to be sharing it. I need to be passionate about bringing that message to everyone I know, not shying away from it. As a witness, Our story cannot be denied. Your story cannot be denied because it is your truth. Your life is different. You are completely different. You are a child of God now. You have a relationship with your heavenly father. Your needs, your wants, they are completely different because Jesus has transformed your life. We have something to tell. You're a different person. Your story is different. Your story is attractive. The world right now is freaking out. 
They are literally freaking out and buying toilet paper wherever they can. There's no more soap in the world. Are you going to freak out or are you going to be one that says, you know what? I have peace because my heavenly father is in charge. You have a story to tell this week. You have a powerful story. You are a witness of what Jesus has done in your life. Will we tell that? Will we be passionate about sharing that story with a world that is desperate for it? Guess what? Your story is also verified. You are a witness. Your story is verified because the person sitting next to you has had the same experience. There are billions of people in this world that are following Jesus. They will verify your story of how Jesus has transformed your life. So let us be a witness this week to bring that good news of Jesus to the world. Tell it from the mountaintops. Tell it on social media. Tell it at the dinner table, at your work, wherever you can, when the time is right, when the spirit leads, be bold. Go, bring the good news to the world. They need to hear it. We have a story to tell. I wanna encourage you this morning, if you have never gone through the step of baptism, think about it. As I was writing this and I was going through it, I said, this is your time. If you have never been baptized as an adult, Maybe your parents did it for you years ago. Those scriptures point to all of us saying, Jesus has transformed my life. And I want to tell it to the world. And so check out your bulletin. Go to brc.church if you want to know more information on how to get baptized. Because as a Christ follower, that's your first way to be a witness to the world and to tell your story of how Jesus has transformed your life. So this morning... We've looked at these four ideas. Going requires following Jesus. Loving Jesus more than anything else. Putting your faith and your trust in him each and every day, even when you fail, going after him more the next day. Going requires overcoming your fears. What's that fear in sharing your faith? Overcome that. Write out your story this week so that you're ready to share that good news. Going requires the Holy Spirit being your, power, being your power. You don't do this alone. The Holy Spirit will be there with you, helping you to have the courage, the words, the grace to tell that story and that message. And this week, just be a witness. Your story is verified. Your story is authentic and true. And your story cannot be denied. The world needs to hear it. As we end my prayer is that we'll walk out of these doors living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Thank you for watching Black Rock Sermon of the Week. We're so glad you found us, and we hope that this message helped you feel more connected to God. In talking about connection, we find that it's super important for people to be connected to others and to a community in order to grow in their faith. So if you're in our area, we want to invite you to join us for one of our services. You can find out more about our times and locations right here on this webpage. And if you're not in the area, don't worry. We encourage you to join a local church where you are. 
There you find people who can walk alongside you and help you continue to grow in your faith. So we hope that you join us next week and thank you so much for watching.